0: Good morning Good morning Time to wake up uh, I've been awake for a long time Really? Well, it's 8.44 I've been awake since 6.22 Went to bed 2.37 Wow Well, the year, And the year is 25.25 <laughs> God damn it, really? Hey, everybody Welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay I'm not okay You're not okay With me, Bob Schneider And your other host, Clay Wells.
1: You're welcome. I went to bed around midnight, got up at 7. But now my wife got a new job that is uh, further away from our house. So what used to happen is she'd get up real early with Nova and basically do all the—she'd get my kid ready for the day. And all I would do is roll out of bed, take her to school. Now I have to get up and basically do all the stuff that she was doing. And, uh, man, it's a lot more involved What's the stuff, because I have to do the stuff too? Well, our stuff is actually relatively simple. We only have the one kid, but it you know I, she sleeps in now she's like a- she's like a teenager, so I have to like wake her up. I'm like, get up, I'm like you know singing to her and turn p- opening the blinds. I gotta make her breakfast, which is either eggs, avocado toast. we don't do really simple breakfasts and then and man, she just she's so sweet and she wants to talk to me, and she's so funny and cool, but I'm like, hey quit talking and eat your fucking toast. We got to go because she moves slow because she still loves her life. She's still enjoying being alive and I'm cajoling her to get done. Then we got to get the uniform on. Then we got to get the teeth brushed and the whole time. I'm also making lunch and I'm listening to her. Tell me stories and that 30 minutes can evaporate real quick when you're doing those things. What's your routine?
0: Uh, same thing. Like she used to, she used to want to get out of bed Now she wants to stay in bed. Yeah. And today she's like, I don't want to go to school. And then I'm like, oh, is this a two Pope situation? (laughs) But it's it's not. It's never a two Pope situation, but that's where my mind goes. It's always just a, I want to hang out with you and mommy at the house.
1: Anytime, Anytime my daughter does anything weird, I think it might be a two Pope situation. Yeah. Which Pope is it? Dude,
0: all I want to do is get through her entire life without a two-pope situation. Right. My son's like 14. I feel like I've gotten through 14 without any two popes. Right. So Right. I want to keep it going. I want to keep the run
1: going as long as I can. Yeah, well because at a certain age they, you know, they just got to fend for themselves. But uh you know, when when our babies are babies, that's our job. And I don't know how parents whose children have been the victims of the old two-popes uh, I don't know how to move forward through that, and I don't want to find out, I'll tell you that.
0: Well, the thing that's weird about the two-popes is it's always somebody that you know. Like I'm always like, oh, I can't let my kid run around outside because somebody's going to kidnap them. It's never that. I mean, it is every once in a while, and you hear about those, and they're horrific, and those are in the news, but that's like one in a 30 million chance that that's going to happen the one in 40 chance is the neighbor or uncle whoever or
1: what you know what i mean or michael jackson or whatever it's unlikely to happen at all if it does happen it's likely to be a a trusted family member like a relative
0: right it's somebody like oh do you mind watching or or the piano teacher or you know what i mean somebody or or somebody at school or whatever yeah it's always where you think everything's fine.
1: But I think, you know, even us being sort of hyper vigilant and aware about it, we're, we're giving our kid, you know, it may be, uh, we may be being paranoid, but I think we're keeping our kids safe, and that's our fucking job. So i may okay with it. We just pay attention. And, and I, what I like, and I'm sure you feel this way with Scarlett too, actually what scared me more was when my kid couldn't communicate with me because then something could be happening to her, and she wouldn't be able to even tell me. Right. Now we can just ask her, Hey, you know, like we can ask her pretty, we, we put the questions on a kid level, but we can sort of pry a little bit and see if she, anyone's hurting her. And, uh, so far so good, man. We let her know too. Like, we're like, Hey, if anyone, you know, just, you know, we call it like our PP or booty. We're like, no one's allowed to see that. No one's allowed to see that but mommy and daddy. Right. You know? And like, because she'll say sometimes that, like she showed her butt to like one of her friends at school. And we're like, those are just little windows where you can start having kind of a primer conversation about how to look out for people who might want to hurt her, you know?
0: Right. But you have seen Leaving Neverland.
1: Yes, I have seen it.
0: And uh, Michael Jackson spent all day telling those kids, like, even if your parents right. ask you, this is what you say. Right. So... Like, all of that was eye-opening for me. Like, I'm telling you, if you have a kid, you should watch Leaving Neverland, even if you like Michael Jackson, because it's a primer on how that works. I had no idea how any of it worked. And now I'm like, oh, okay, that's how it works.
1: Because it's, it's not just that they abuse the kid. They're, they groom them. They, they socially condition them. They brainwash them. They brainwash um, the family. Everybody. Yeah, they brainwash the parents. Well, I'll tell you what, no fucking pop star is brainwashing me to hurt my kid. I'll fucking kill them first.
0: Well, I'm t- I'm telling you, dude, just anybody who's like, hey, yeah, just bring your kid over and drop him off. I'm like, never. If they're like, <laughs> I don't
1: want to watch your kid, I'm like, maybe. <laughs> well, I mean, like, here's the only time I've done that. Because Nova's getting old enough to where we're doing like pretty serious play dates now. Right. And uh, we we have these new, we, we did like a parent's day at school. And this parent, this mother approached us and said, hey, Abigail... All she talks about is Nova. I guess they're really tight. Uh, we'd love for her to come over and do a play date. Well, the first play date we did, we went inside and sat and talked to those people for a while and just got a feel about it before we left her there. And like, you know, we're doing that with Rachel Loy and her family, but she's got three kids. So that makes more sense, you know. If It's like my random neighbor, Dave. Hey, drop your kid off sometime. Uh, I bury all the bones in my backyard. <laughs> Dave. What, Dave? What was that, Dave? Oh, I just said drop your kid off. So, no, no, no. What about the bones thing you just said? What's that, dude? I've never had a play date where I've dropped off my kid. I'm
0: like, let's have a play date, and then it's just me hanging out with somebody who I would never hang out with. Yeah, not having a great time, but yeah. having a better time than if it was just me and my kid.
1: Because you're worried about her safety,
0: right? Well, I'm. Yeah, I'm just not going to drop anybody off with anybody.
1: So, speaking of the two popes, Sitch, I watched the two popes. Horrible horribly boring <laughs> man it's funny it you're rough. the first person that said that actually well we finished it my wife and i watched it together we didn't say a single word for the entire duration of the film and when it ended she's like what'd you think and i'd said what i just said to you i was like wow i mean acting was great The it was at times quite beautiful story boring couldn't believe how boring it was i was like what'd you think she was like i loved it i loved almost every second of it I'm Like, wow Okay. It definitely gave me a different opinion about
0: both of those popes. It, it softened my heart a little bit to them. It, gave, it it allowed me to not hate that Ratzinger as much as I hated him before I saw it.
1: Right. Well, you can forget that he protected pedophiles when he's charmingly playing the piano and, and watching uh, his sitcoms or whatever. Fuck that.
0: I think he erred on the side of the church. Like the church was such an important thing to him. Like it meant so much to him. He thought it was so important to the world. And I don't think he understood uh, how horrible that what was going on was. I think it was a combination of those two things that allowed that to happen. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. I, you know, he's not pope anymore. He's not the head of the church. And fuck, I'm, believe me, I'm. I hate the Catholic Church, so.
1: Well, as a film, it was just quite boring. Did you watch the Golden Globes? I did. I watched it as well.
0: How good was Ricky Gervais?
1: Yeah, man. Oh, my God. He's the best. You know, that was his fifth time, and I've watched all of them. And he came out of the gate the first couple of years, like, really swinging hard. But this one felt like the Harvey Weinstein stuff, like... I don't know, man. It I, I felt like people were getting pretty uncomfortable. I loved it. I loved it at the end. He was like, All right, we're done. Go get drunk. Go take your drugs and fuck off.
0: Dude, I loved it. He's like, fucking kill me. We got three hours. Kill me. Yeah. And I love that I love the uh head of the foreign press or whatever. He's like, hey, put that shit in writing that this is gonna be your last year.
1: Yep. I was excited to see Brad Pitt win. Um, I've been a lifelong fan of his. Well-deserved. Leo got a little snubbed. How about 1917, man? Damn, I'm going to have to see that film now. Dude, I've seen it. It's incredible, and it's
0: definitely the best film of the ones that were nominated, for sure.
1: Better than Once a Time in Hollywood?
0: Absolutely better. God. There's no doubt in my mind. The only movie I saw this year that's better than 1917 is a movie called Invisible Life, which didn't even get nominated for Best Foreign Film, which is crazy.
1: Well, the the film that won Best Foreign Film was an American film. Uh there's been kind of a stink about that. The the um that Asian chick who won for the the Farewell. It's she's an Asian American and it was made like the movie really wasn't about It it was sort of put in that category just because she's Asian. It wasn't a foreign film. Like the parasite guy had to get up there and have a fucking translator do his speech for him, right? No, it is a foreign film. They go to China. I think a lot of it's
0: like uh, subtitled, but it was an American film.
1: Well, right. Well, it just brings to to light the debate of like what constitutes a foreign film because foreigners are in it. It's a foreign film. Like I thought that, I don't know. I guess I don't really know what the criteria is that they use. I'm sure they thought about that. But. I th-
0: It's got to be subtitles. If it's got enough subtitles in it, then maybe right. that's how they... Either way, Invisible Life, which is the best movie I've saw all year, didn't get nominated. The other person that didn't get nominated was Tom
1: Hanks for It's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, and it's the only performance He was I- nominated. He was nominated. Was he? Yeah, he was nominated. He lost. He lost to Brad Pitt. No, no, he lost to... Uh, uh, who won Best Actor? Oh, he lost to Joaquin Phoenix. No, he wasn't nominated, dude. I'm pretty sure he wasn't no, nominated. No, he was not nominated because I, I, I
0: was like, why is Tom Hanks not being nominated for this?
1: <laughs> Have you seen that movie? No, it, it looks really boring and terrible. I don't like to watch boring movies, dude. Dude, it looks boring and terrible. It is
0: amazing. It's such a beautiful movie. Tom Hanks is incredible. And I knew Joaquin Phoenix was going to win. He's going to be hard to beat. I don't think anybody's going to beat him. But Tom Hanks was a close second. <sighs> Joaquin Phoenix's speech made me very anxious. Oh, my God, I, I did not like that part. There was a few. There was a few people that kind of sucked. The guy that was best at it is the guy that nobody knew. That Rami guy. Oh yeah, he was great.
1: He was he was killer. You know who was pretty rough up there it was old Renee Zellweger. Oh my god! Pretty, pretty rough. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, look at this! Best actor in a supporting role: Tom Hanks. A beautiful day in the fucking neighborhood, beat by Brad Pitt. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Oh,
0: you know what it was? It was supporting actor, so I was looking for him in the uh, actor category. That's why
1: The Irishman won zero point zero awards. I I kind of agree with that. Really. Yeah. It's just a bummer to see that table with fucking Scorsese and Pacino and De Niro and no one wins anything. I didn't think I mean it was
0: fun watching that movie and I love watching those guys act. I love those three people being together. I loved Harvey Keitel in there. Yeah. Uh It was fu- I mean Ray Romano uh
1: Ray Romano, yeah.
0: I loved all of it. It just it was it was okay. It was good. It wasn't great. Uh the CGI was
1: fucking with me the whole time it was fine it was fine what did you make of the fact that leonardo dicaprio sat at a completely different table than the once upon a time in hollywood table he's not sitting with brad he's not sitting with quentin he's not sitting with margot roby he's just sitting at a different table far away from that table (laughs) i didn't didn't notice (laughs) You didn't even notice that?
0: No, but he might have had an entourage with him, and they couldn't all fit at that table. He he it, travels with an entourage famously.
1: But but also famously, when you've got a hot movie that's probably going to win, you sit with all the people in that fucking movie. That's what everyone else does.
0: Yeah, but if you're Leonardo DiCaprio, you're not doing anything you don't want to do, and that's true. here's who you're not hanging out with, Quentin Tarantino. That guy seems <laughs> like he's a real... Not fun to be around.
1: I, I liked when he won, you know, the biggest one you want to win is the best original screenplay, which if he wins the Oscar for that this year, he will have tied Woody Allen for the most Oscars for that category at four. It's a, it's the one that everyone covets. Like it's the original screenplay. You wrote that. And I liked that when he got the award, he's like, now, normally you don't really have to thank anybody for this award because I'm the one who fucking did it.
0: (laughs) I I liked that. But then he got all that blowback from the audience. They were like, oh. yeah,
1: I'm like, go fuck yourself, audience. Really? That's what he thinks, too, though. That's why I like him so much. He's Uh. like, you know what? I'm going to make the best movie of the year. I'm going to do it all on my own terms. And then I'm going to tell you guys to go fuck yourselves. And you're going to have to eat it. I'm gonna get all the best actors and actresses in the world to work with me.
0: I know, but it's but you want people to get up there and kill those speeches. I mean,
1: like Joaquin Phoenix
0: is like, oh,
1: dude. I know. Well, I knew it was gonna I knew well, I was telling Isabel, I was like, you know, he sort of famously doesn't campaign and sort of sort of poo poos the whole game. And I knew when he went up there, I knew when he put the statue down, like very intentionally put it on the floor. I was like, here we go. Can we talk about the two elephants in the room? The Two Popes? No, Patricia Arquette. Oh, boy. Oh, (laughs) boy. How about that outfit? Oh,
0: God, dude. How about how batshit crazy that lady is? Yeah. She's just insane, but she's a good actor, man. Did you see her in that movie, that prison movie?
1: Mm, I think the last thing I saw her in was Boyhood.
0: Dude, she was in Escape from... Whatever, Escape from Ganamora or whatever that was. Was she in
1: Escape from Boob City? Because.
0: (laughs) No, she was. She
1: was. (laughs) She she never escaped from Boob City? She never
0: escaped, dude. She's still (laughs) trapped in Boob City. Uh, No, she was in like some prison movie with like Benicio del Toro. It was called like uh,
1: Escape from. from, No, it was good. Escape from Boob City. Escape from Boob. No, it wasn't that. By the way, it's the episode called Escape from Boob City or the Two Pope situation?
0: Dude, by the way, my former uh my former assistant, if she was listening, she was like, Oh, you know what? Let me let me give that podcast one more shot to see if these guys
1: aren't sexist. As soon as we said boobs, she's like, Oh yeah, fuck those guys. Anyone who saw Patricia Arquette's outfit at the goal like her boobs look, this isn't my fault. I I'm just a human being watching the fucking television. And she wore the strangest outfit where all you could see were her boobs. Dude, that was that that shit was like somebody brought the Hindenburg into the Golden
0: Globes. <laughs> it was like, why did you bring an airship into the Golden Globes? <laughs> I was like, I just thought I'd do it. I'm like, yeah. Okay, but don't do that. Well,
1: <sighs> leave your airship docked in the fucking hangar where it belongs in boob city the other thing that i thought interesting about the whole evening was the whole uh i guess this you know i'm not a fashion aficionado obviously but the i'm gonna wear a teeny little teeny sports jacket as a shirt all i could think of
0: was like how much glue is in these outfits (laughs) like they're just glued to their boobs which by the way You think they're using glue? They have to be using glue, dude. If they're not using glue, those things are flapping open and people are seeing the tiny, tiny little boobs that those ladies had that wore those. I don't
1: think they're using glue. Oh,
0: they're definitely using glue, dude. Those things are glued down.
1: I just thought it was some kind of like adhesive tape or
0: something. Well, yeah, it's some kind of adhesive. I, don't, I mean, I don't know if it's glue or tape. I'm or just whatever, thinking about but.
1: them. I'm thinking about them backstage with like the fucking white Elmer's glue from <laughs> kindergarten, just squeezing it on the jacket. You gotta hold it look,
0: down for like five minutes for it to stick. Louis Vuitton
1: shit yeah uh, yeah
0: they're using so- yeah maybe it's tape instead of glue, but whatever it is, <laughs> it's yeah it's sticky, something sticky,
1: man, I was just like I was like isabel all a lot so many women they're just wearing these tiny little jackets as shirts, <laughs> they forgot to put fucking shirts on them. how good looking was Pierce Brosnan's sons oh boy i had i I was live tweeting and i i my tweet about that was can you imagine being Pierce Brosnan's children and receiving? 0.0% of his genetic information.
0: I don't know, dude. He, I mean, yeah, they didn't exactly look like him, but both those kids were beautiful in their own way.
1: I thought that the tall one was like, he was like the grandson to Lurch. And, <laughs> and, He looked more confused about where to go than any of the fucking presenters. He was confused
0: every time. Every time that they wouldn't go with him, he was like, hey, buddy, it's over here.
1: (laughs) And they're like, we're going wherever the fuck we want, dude. Brad Pitt actually did that. Brad Pitt waved him away. I I love that. Brad Pitt was like, like, go fuck yourself. I don't need somebody (laughs) leading me off to the side of the stage. I'll get to where I'm going. Go fuck yourself, Pierce Brosnan's kid. (laughs) How
0: about fucking Pierce Brosnan auditioning for the role of the fucking next Colonel Sanders?
1: <laughs> yeah, they, with the, he's getting the Florentine mustache ready.
0: Yeah. When they do their fucking uh, commercials in England for uh, KFC, he's going to be the KFC. He's going to be the <laughs> Colonel.
1: The <laughs> I thought Will Ferrell was pretty funny. Oh, he was the best. You know, and that's what, what was reminding me of, of uh, what it was reminding me of is like the thing that's so brilliant about Will Ferrell is his timing. Because all he really did was come up, and the joke was, Pierce Brosnan's a really good-looking guy. Right. But just the way he couches all of his little things and the way he looks around, that's really in, in his genius, you know? And you've seen him
0: always be funny, so I just remembered who gave the best speech of the night. It was
1: Ellen. She murdered it. I couldn't believe how good it was, actually.
0: It was incredible. And at the very end, just the last couple sentences were, like, a little bit schmaltzy. Because she had to kind of like, all right, let me end on an earnest sort of thing. But the whole speech was incredible.
1: Dude, when she was like, look, you've all known me over the last 20 years, so I, I just want to thank my husband, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> or just, I'm going to keep it brief, even though I don't need to. She's like, yeah, she's like, she's like, it is a special award. It's a special award. Well, I was born and you know, that dude, that was so funny, man.
0: Well, and she's a stand-up comic. She's one of the best. And then it it was interesting to
1: see her and then
0: see Tom Hanks
1: follow her, who's not a stand-up comic. I was I was really looking forward to that because I, you know, I've just grown up with his films, and I you know, he's such a charming, he's he's a great actor. And I was doing something in between commercial breaks, and I was like, fuck, is he you know, is he on? I ran in, and like halfway through his speech, I was like are you paying attention? I mean, it was so boring, I couldn't even follow it. It was fine. And I like the fact that
0: Ricky Gervais gave him a complete pass. He did. Which, I don't know. I don't like that. Why
1: do you think he did that?
0: Because I think he admires Tom Hanks, and I think Tom Hanks is an incredible uh, guy and an incredible actor. And uh, so what if he didn't give the best speech in the world? He's not a stand-up comic.
1: Right, right.
0: Man, he's so good. He's so good in It's a Beautiful Day, dude you got to watch that movie, believe me i didn't want to watch it at all and uh i you know again, I had the screener, so I watched
1: it i'm so it's so frustrating because there the movies that look great I, I haven't been able to see i haven't been able to see parasite i haven't been able to see ford versus ferrari i haven't been able to see the fucking lighthouse all, all those movies are okay lighthouse is is only okay
0: uh it's 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 pretty it's a hard one it's one of those where you watch and you go, yeah, this is beautiful to look at. The acting performance is great. Ford versus Ferrari is super Hollywood, and it's fine. It's good. Parasite's my favorite of those
1: three. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a list here. I mean, I think you've probably seen all these. Um, uh, 1917, Marriage Story. Oh, dude, the movie I want to see the most is Uncut Gems, the Adam Sandler film.
0: I do too, but I'm kind of waiting for, for it to show on Netflix on the 20th. Shia
1: LaBeouf's film Honey Boys, on my list. Uh, dude, High I, Life.
0: I mean, my, my ex-wife has the screener, and every time I look at it, I'm going, I don't want to watch this.
1: Of what? Uncut Gems? Honey Boy. Oh, Honey Boy. Yeah, he, he can be tough. Both
0: that and Peanut Butter Falcon are supposed to be amazing, but I just can't get myself to watch either. Yeah. And dude, I just saw him interviewed. He's such a fucking just turd.
1: Yeah. He doesn't seem very cool. He's He seems not, really intense.
0: He's Well, but he's like unnecessarily intense. Like just yeah. fucking relax, dude. Yeah. Just take a uh, yeah. fucking chill pill. Who gives a shit?
1: I watched one of those, like, actors, interviewing actors, and I love Kristen Stewart. She's been such a surprising, like, she came on the scene with the Twilight films, everyone made fun of her and made fun of it, but she's become an amazing actor, and she's a pretty fascinating chick. She's actually really smart and interesting, unlike this guy. But you know how about the, the Hollywood Roundtable, they'll do, like, they'll put, like, two actors together, and... Man, I was so excited to see her conversation with him, but he's so unnecessarily intense. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. It's like, dude, dude, just chill out for a minute. Just relax, dude. Nobody gives a fuck. But here's the problem. There's a bunch of people who do
0: give a fuck, but I wish the whole world was like me, because then he could just chill the fuck out. Because the whole world would be like, hey, dude, go fuck yourself. And if the mm-hmm. whole world told Shia LaBeouf to go fuck himself, he could finally just relax. And quit trying to be whatever the fuck he's doing. Because <laughs> whatever it is, don't like it, it. makes me angry. Dude, I love James Patterson, man. I think he's really good. You mean Robert Patterson? Robert Patterson. <laughs> James
1: Patterson is a author, I think.
0: Robert Patterson. I never saw any of the Twilight movies, so I'm not familiar with his O'Veure. But he was great in The King. Did you see Good Time? I tried to watch Good Time. I couldn't get through it. Oh, man, I loved it. It's dark. It's hard. Everybody says it's great. It's got great reviews. I just haven't been able to get through the first, like, 15 minutes. I'm like, do What I else know?
1: is he great at? So there's a movie he's in this year called High Life that's supposed to be great. It's like a space thing I haven't seen. It did not get good reviews. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Well. What else is he in that's good? He's in the David Cronenberg film, Cosmopolis.
0: Well, he's in The Lighthouse. He's great in that.
1: Yeah. Well, Willem Dafoe, too, man. Yeah.
0: Willem Dafoe.
1: Oh my God! Yeah, don't spoil that for me because I, I loved The Witch and uh, I like that director. I loved Midsummer. Midsummer. Did, did you see Midsummer? Oh yeah. What'd you think about that? Loved it. But that's not the same director as Lighthouse. No, Lighthouse is Brian Eggers and the witch, but I was thinking about Ari Aster who did Hereditary and then his second film is Midsummer. I think of those two dudes together for some reason. Right. I haven't seen Hereditary
0: because it just sounds too like, I don't want that in my head, like the cult.
1: It's a supernatural film. And I know how you are. You, you get creeped out out there in, in the woods. Um, it is a very, very scary movie. <laughs> it will scare you.
0: Everybody tells me that Midsommar is way better. And I love Midsummer.
1: Yeah. They're just so different. They're so different. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't seen Midsommar. I haven't done my second viewing yet. But that Florence Pugh chick is so good in it. I can't believe she wasn't nominated. Dude, she's in Little
0: Women. And the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, oh, that's the bitch who killed her boyfriend. <laughs> fuck that chick. <laughs> like the whole time, I'm like, fuck that chick because she's
1: so she good boy- in Midsommar. She put her boyfriend in a
0: bear. In a fucking hollowed out real bear. Not a bear costume, but a real bear, and set him on fire, and did so with a smile, and then now she's in Little Women? No. Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, sorry. Tough transition. Sorry. Dude, I just watched uh, Seven Psychopaths again. I hadn't seen it since I watched Three Billboards, which is written and directed by the same guy. Mm-hmm. And the first half of that movie is so good, and I'm like, oh, why didn't I like this movie when I saw it before? And then it just... It just
1: goes off the rails. The last third of it's not very good, unfortunately. I haven't, I haven't seen that in a long time. And Three Billboards was my favorite movie of that year. Was it two years ago? Oh, by far. I, but I've had no desire to watch it again. I haven't watched it either. If someone was like, hey, let's watch that tonight, I'd be like, uh, I don't know. Dude, I'm like that with a lot of
0: films. And I realize there's certain films that I'll watch over and over again. And I finally figured out what it was. It's because I want to hang out with the main character. Mm. So like I've seen all the John Wick films three times each. I, I watch Once Upon a Time in America. I'm uh, Once Upon a Time. Ugh, fuck, I can't even talk. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm gonna watch that again because I want to hang out with those characters.
1: Uh, I'm sad. I've seen it twice, and I'm sad when it ends. I'm definitely going to be watching that multiple times.
0: Right. And like Goodfellas, I watch that because I want to hang out with that guy. Love it. Uh, Godfather, same thing. So if I like the characters in the movie then I'm going to watch it
1: over and over again. No one's wanting to hang out with old Sam Rockwell from Three Billboards. He's so good. Everybody's good in it, but just here's the reason I don't want to watch that movie. It's so heavy. Yeah, it's tough.
0: It's about somebody's daughter being raped and murdered and burnt to death, and then they don't solve the And
1: then the there's crime. no justice. Yeah, there's no justice.
0: And so I'm like, do I want to get in bed with
1: that, with all those feelings? And the answer is no. Same deal with Manchester by the Sea. Never going to watch that again. And it was a beautiful, great movie. I'm with you. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to watch that again. Yeah. Uh, we're out of time. Well, there you go. That's the Golden Globe wrap-up. Thank you for joining us on I'm Okay, You're Okay, I'm Not Okay, You're Not Okay. Go listen to our other podcasts, The Song Club with Bob and Metal Up Your Podcast with me. We're celebrating our three-year anniversary as of the dropping of this episode over there. And uh, leave us over here a positive review. It goes a long way. What else can we say? Anything else to say? Uh, Just that we love you and we hope you have a wonderful 2020. And we hope none of you get involved in any two-popes sitches. Yeah, avoid all two-popes sitches, (laughs) bitches. (laughs) Peace. (laughs)